0: Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. Today, Christian Pana will continue with part 4 of our current series about God's Church, my family, by looking into Romans 8, 28-30 as our main Bible passage, to answer the question, what does it mean to be the brother of Jesus? During this sermon, we will find out that it means to answer the call of your life, to be conformed to the image of Jesus, and to understand your place in the family. But join us and Christian now for more insight into today's topic. So for the last few weeks, um, we've been going through our current um, sermon series, um, God's Family, My Church, and I'm happy that today Christian can continue. Praise God for His uh, Word and for um, His workers and for us. He planned each one of us to be in this place. And if you are not from Austria, God brought you here to find Him. And uh, He did that in a wonderful way. He set a time and a place. And this is the time and this is the place. So... um, But coming to Austria, at least for me, I don't know your experience, but uh, for me was uh, a difficult experience. And this experience makes us uh, internationals to become more, oh, thanks, more individualistic or even um, withdrawn, busy, 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 work, 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 and then. Sometimes always in need of approval from others, and um, try to make church with people who are five or even six days per day, uh, six weeks, uh, six per week. Uh, they are taught to be individualistic, to succeed, and try to make a church with these type of people. With us, it's not easy. We are living also in a time when uh, the family is little by little targeted to be destroyed. Uh, If Christianity and family both are destroyed, people are more susceptible to be manipulated and also controlled. So no wonder why this, uh, this war against not only Christians, but also against family. When individualism and selfishness, um, and an unbiblical an type of family or model of family creeps in the church. The local church is heading toward dis- destruction. And this is, uh, this is the way we, um, we don't think of God as the Bible tells us and the church as the Bible tells us to, uh, to think and to have a perspective on we need to look back in the scripture to re- re-educate ourselves in order to relearn uh, how to live as the family of God. And sometimes everything that is around us goes against this. We need this to go back to uh, to the foundations. Today we are going to look uh, into the letter to the Romans where uh, what Does it mean to be a brother of Jesus? Meaning, what does it mean to be a family um, of faith? So, let's open the, the scripture at Romans chapter 8, verses 28 to 30. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 to 30. Glorified. What does it mean to be the brother of Jesus Christ? We we learned a few weeks ago that Jesus said, uh, You are, if you do Father's will, if you read, hear, read, and do the words of the Lord, then you are my family, you are my brothers, you are my mother. And what does it mean to be a brother to Jesus Christ? First of all, what I've realized reading this text is it means to answer the call of your life. To answer the call of your life. This passage was not addressed to everybody, to all the people, uh, but to the born-again Christians who are part of God's family. Uh, The subjects of, of this verse are those who love God and are called according to His purpose. So, um, from the everyday life, we know that not all of the people love God. So, that means these verses are not for all of the people. Only those who are called by God according to His plan, to His purpose. God's invitation is with a purpose in mind. Um, In chapter 1, verse 1, Paul said this, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart from the go- for the gospel of God. So, in in his situation, Paul makes it clear that God's call for him was to be divinely selected uh, and appointed to be an apostle. Um, and in in verse six, also he comes back to this call and he says. Uh, if I find it, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. He said, I was called to be an apostle, but you were called to belong to Jesus Christ. Uh, it, this is not like a general call. is a specific and purposeful call. This is the call of your life. This is something that uh, changes your life entirely. The fact that someone loves God is not to be taken uh, for granted. Yeah, uh, if somebody says, I love God, that person was called by God. And um, um, the fact that that person says, I love God, at least in verse 8. Sorry, in chapter 8, verse 28, it says that those who love God... They are also those who are called according to His his purpose. Um, God's purpose was to belong to Jesus Christ. And to belong to His family, His community. There is not such a thing as lonely Christians. When you become a Christian, you belong to a family of faith because you are a brother of Jesus Christ. This is what Paul said here. One of my students asked me Friday, Sir, it is a sin to not go to church? And my answer was, it is a sin not to eat. And she said, I'm afraid I don't understand. I said, not eating is like going against the essence of your life. Soon you will become sick and then you die, right? So the same thing is when you don't go to church. If you are a Christian, you belong to Jesus Christ and you belong to this family. Of Christians and, and if you don't do that, you you become sick and after a while you think, man I'm dead what's going on? Not, I, I don't I read the Bible and I don't understand anything, but that's the problem because you are born again to be part of a community uh, 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 of a family. When God called us, he had a plan in mind, a purpose. The plan was for those who answered the call, to be similar in form with the image of His Son, and this plan was to predestine, to call, to justify, and to glorify them, in order to be like His Son, to be like Him, to um, and and uh, the foreknowledge that the whole plan is is right here, and. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. This is the most important thing here. In order that He might be the first among many brothers. And those who are predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. You see, it's, it's, a, it's a chain. Uh, it's a chain reaction. Um, the foreknowledge of God is not only to know beforehand or in advance. But also to select in advance. This is God's purpose. To foreknow someone is, and and Paul said from the beginning, from the foundation of this world, God knew us and he had a purpose in mind for for doing this. Um, All the following verbs are similar with this one. Um, This verb is indicative and active. That means God is the one who authors the action. And this action is real. It's not doubtful. There is no doubt that God is the one who initiates the whole chain reaction. And the selection of God's uh, knowledge is clear here. Because it's connected with predestination. God, God predetermined and decided beforehand... Uh, that the adopted children, that they will be part of this family, will be conformed to the image of his son. Now, um, I think we should praise God that we don't look like angels. God didn't say, you know, I want you to look like my, uh, Michael, the archangel. He's, he's a general. I mean, who wants... Or Gabriel. Gabriel. No, when God said that He wants you to be confirmed and uh, and to look like, He chose His own Son. And He said, you know what? I want you to be like Him. And uh, what an honor. I think to be part of God's family, it's an honor. It's a privilege. And to have God as my Father and the Son as my brother, this is real privilege. If you are part of the local church... That means God is your father, and His Son is your brother. And and I don't know if you, all, you if you ever thought about this, thinking that Jesus is your brother, brother Jesus. Um, but He is, and He was made in our likeness. And this is not the the, the end of the process, because He God wants us to be in His likeness. And and this is mind-blowing that each one of us, we are on this uh, journey to become more like Jesus Christ. If I ask you, why are you here? I hope you will say, because I want to take another step to be like Jesus. And why do you take part of the small group? Because I want to take another step toward Jesus. I want to be like Him. And I, I need to know Him better in order to be like Him. And this is not only my, the, the dream of my life, the call of my life. But this is what God the Father once said for me. So if you are here, I'm sure that you are pursuing Jesus Christ. You are really into this. And um, uh, God invited me, yes, God invited me to be part of this family. His family. He's the father he has a son. I'm, 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 and he wants me to be part of this, uh, and that's why he invited me, not to live alone, you know, to rent an apartment, and to come from time to time and say, "Hey, how are you, Dad? It's all good. Okay, I'm going because I, you know, I'm busy." Is this Christian life? No, not at all. He said, "I want you to be part of my family, and I want." To dwell with you. He wanted that in the Garden of Eden. And when you read the book of Revelation. It's there too. In in the, the, the city of God. God dwells with his people. The heaven merges with the new earth. And God dwells with his people. Why? Because they are not only a holy nation. But they are what? Family. Family. Answering this call meant for me the end of my selfishness. When God called you to be part of His family, He invited you to be a Christian. He invited you to stop being individualistic, to be selfish. It's all for me. It's all about me. God called you to stop being lonely. But to be part of a community. This is the call of my life. This is the call of your life. The call that changed me and the call that changed your life. I no longer live for myself, take care of myself. And thinking that all me, me, me and I... But I am part of a community now, and I celebrate the things that we have in common. The call was to participate in and to enjoy belonging to Jesus Christ and His church. But then, next in God's plan is to treat me like I am just, I am correct. To justify, if you look in that chain, justification is next. To justify or to vindicate means that I was made right in a, in a right relationship with God. Until my justification, I was only an enemy. Only an enemy to God. And you know what? God was my, my worst enemy possible. He was pursuing me. And you know what? When I accepted Jesus Christ and, and I accepted His offer, His gift... The the eternal life. Actually, the Father crushed Him on the cross. Read uh, Isaiah 53. God, the Father, crushed Him on the cross. Why? Because He was planning to do that with me. But God said, no longer I'm your enemy. I'm your what? I don't hear well. Please. I'm your what? Father. Father. I'm not your enemy. I'm your... Father, you, you see, it's, it's from here to here. It's, it's, it's totally different. Our, our uh, relationship totally changed. When I'm just justified, I'm in a right relationship with God. I'm in a right relationship also with my family. From enemy to family. This is so great. This is the legal status that I have after my sin was imputed to Christ judged in His death, and He treated me like just. Like, I'm, I'm okay with you. Come here. I, I want to give you a hug. <laughs> the Father said, I want to give you a hug. But before, what He wanted to give me? His wrath. So You see the, the difference? Do, do you understand what we are doing right now? Celebrating the fact that He opened His arms... And somebody asked, how wide God opened his arms to feed the cross? To feed the cross. And when he, he was right there, he was making peace. And he called me family. The next step in God's plan is to glorify me. Now, maybe you think, oh yeah, yeah, glorification is sometime in the, in, in, in the future. Is it? I, this is not what I read in, in, in Romans chapter 8. Actually, this is really mind-boggling. Look, it says, For those who He foreknew, He also predestined. And those who He predestined, He also called. And the, 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 uh, those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He also glorified. Done deal. I'm already glorified. And maybe you think oh yeah you know brother I can feel it in my bones I'm not really <laughs> I'm not really glorified today <laughs> and you, you you wear the glasses with them without them everything is blur is that glorification because you know what I don't think so well uh glorification yes is in the future and there is a part of it in the future with a new uh, type of of, of, of of body and everything, but uh, we are already glorified. That means we are already sharing a high status. We are already made great. And next time when when somebody asks you, how, how, or if you ask me, how, how do I look? You look great. You you look glorious. Why? Well, I'm glorified because of Christ's exaltation to a state of glory in heaven. As brothers of Christ, we are brought to the heavenly dignity and condition. Remember what Paul always said about, and and even if you read the book of uh, Ephesians, the letter to Ephesians, he said, we live in the heavenly places. We are glorified already. That's why we are in heavenly places. And right there, there is a tabernacle where we, where we worship him in the heavenly places. This is good news. That because you are part of his family. We share the same dignity and condition with our brother, Jesus Christ. The call of my life is to join Christ in His relationship with the Father and to enjoy the same status, dignity, and condition with Him. Before I was called, God knew me before the foundation of the world, and He predestined me to be a brother of Jesus Christ. After I was called, justified, He justified me, and then He gave me this awesome opportunity to share in this high status of greatness and heavenly dignity, And condition. And we are here to testify that. And to celebrate this, we are great because our brother Jesus Christ is great. We are glorified because he is glorified. Yes, uh, there is a part of glorification that is not done yet. (laughs) So if this is glorification, imagine glorification 2.0. Next step. And, and from that step, next step, and next step, and next step. It's all new. Read the book of Revelation. It's all new. Continuously new. Not only one time. <laughs> Continuously. Now, my question is, have you answered God's invitation? Have you answered God's call? Are you part of the church, the local church? Do you belong to Jesus and enjoy the great status that you have to belong to a local church, the family of faith? Is the church the place where you go? Or is the church the body that you are in? Tell me. Or just answer to yourself. Because if you are... The church is the church is the place you, the, where you go. Then you are only a spectator. But if you, the church is the body that you are part in, you come here to serve and to be served. You are not here to 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 uh, because you are tired. You, you need to you know to to sleep a little bit and and not you are not here to be only to be served. You are here to look for an opportunity to serve because you are part of a body. Don't give it, don't give this glory of Christ for a, I don't know, loaf of bread or for a salary or for anything. You know, thinking that this is more important or education or anything is more important than this. This is the call of your life. Well, what does it mean to be brother of Christ? Not only the call of your life, this is the the best time of your life, but it means to be confirmed Confirmed to the image of Jesus. Uh, God didn't save you for your sake. Let's make it straight, okay? From from the start. God didn't save you for your sake, but to be like Jesus. This is what Paul said here. He also predestined, he made a destiny beforehand to be confirmed to the image of his son in order that might be the first born among many brothers to be to be like the image of his son the predestination's purpose is to confirm you to 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 put you into this mold to work confirmed means uh, to this word confirm means to be a, of a similarity of form and nature having the same form as or to be confirmed yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot the, uh, the slide. Um, when it takes place, uh, uh, this in, in our life, the believer is destined from, um, to be like him. But then when you look in at Jesus, he suffered. And we don't like that. But then he was glorified. We like that. Consider Jesus. If you are confirmed to his life to be like him, then when you suffer, what happens? It's God's purpose you to suffer. Because all things that happen to us, good or bad, they work together toward what? Our good. What is our good? To be like Jesus. Jesus. I don't know what you are getting through now. Is good or bad? I don't know. But I know one thing. And one thing only. Whatever you experience right now is toward your good. And what is your good? To be like Jesus. Not to be like you. God is not in the business to make yourself better. Maybe you are in, a, in this business. But believe me, this is not a good business. <laughs> God is in the business to make you like his son. You know, God the Father didn't like his son to be alone. And he wanted a bride for him. But this bride, actually, he chose to look like Jesus. And that's why he called you to be part of this bride. And he works in you... To be more and more like Jesus. (laughs) And that's why he's your brother. And, and, And he's doing everything that he's doing in your life. God at work. It's about being like Jesus. What happened last week in your life? Did you saw God at work in your life? The only purpose was to make you like Jesus. That's why... Every day when I read the Bible I go into prayer or you come to church or you are part of the church and this gathering of, of the redeemed or you are going uh, to be part of the small group it's another step to be like more like him God never promised Christians to have an easier life if you become a Christian you will have comfort and you have cars You will never get COVID or whatever. You will never experience unpleasant circumstances. No. On top of the same basic good and bad things that may happen to Christians and non-Christians, the Christians will suffer more because of Jesus Christ. So when God called you to be like Jesus Christ, He called you to suffer. Because you are like Him. You can talk with people about God hours and hours. But when you start talking about Jesus, then that's bad. Then, because they don't like Jesus. They think you are crazy because you are talking only about Jesus. Right, Elaine? (laughs) Why are you talking about Jesus? Well, because... (laughs) I want, I want to be like Him. He is my model. He is my example. God wouldn't have a family that is not like Himself. God took Jesus as the model for the family. And this family should look like Jesus. God predestined that one day I should be like His Son. But until then, I'm under construction. Day by day... I I try, I want to be like him. Jesus experience was this suffering first and then glory. To be sure that we will receive the glory, God glorified us already, and this is done deal. So if I'm fired, well no problem. I'm unglorified, unemployed. What happens if uh, my car, I have an accident and I, my car is wrecked? and No problem, I'm a glorified pedestrian. What happens if my bank account goes like minus and minus and it doesn't stop? No problem, I'm a glorified unfortunate. God glorified me already. I am great because God wants me that. Uh, the image of Jesus means that we are transformed to have the st- same State of mind, all and all, with unveiled face beholding the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree to glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The final step is to be transformed to the likeness of of His heavenly body. Not only His character, but you will have His body. And this is uh, Philippians three twenty one. Who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body? Amen. Amen. No cancer, huh? Huh? Amen. Perfect body. If I have any questions how this may happen, I must look closely to Jesus because he is the image of God. He is the image of the invisible God, the first one of all creation. 2 Corinthians 4 4 says the same thing. Who is Jesus Christ? Who is the image of God? The God who suffers with his people, the God who loves sacrificial, this is my God. He knows what to suffer is. Look, in, in Isaiah 63 9, he says, In all their affliction, he was afflicted. Praise the Lord. Before Jesus Christ, God was afflicted with his people, he felt that pain. When we are born again or born from above, we get the very nation, uh, we, uh, nature of God. We have God's DNA. This is God's nature. And Second Peter 1.4 says it so well. It means to be confirmed to, to the image of God. But also, now the time is against me so... I need to jump, jump, jump. It means to understand your place in the family. I love this. In order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Now, brothers here is a description not only of a sharing of his nature, but also the relationship between the believers and the son. The likeness will be complete in the future, but also right now is on the same, it's, it's, it's live, it's vibrant. The purpose of this likeness is to put Jesus on display. Jesus Christ is the most notable among those who have become brothers of His. We are brothers by f- adoption. We were adopted and we beca- become His brothers. And God is putting us more and more into this mold to look to look like him. He is the firstborn, the preeminent one, the, the one who has the rightful, uh, um, he is the rightful heir to the possession. In this position of firstborn, Jesus is the unique preexistent son of God. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. In his position of the firstborn, Jesus is the one existing before the creation. And then you have the text in Colossians. In this position of firstborn, Jesus is the first to be resurrected from the dead. And then you have the text in Colossians again. Is in this position, Jesus is the head of the spiritual family, and this is the text that we have today. He is the firstborn because he is, the church should look like him. Be one in grace, church. When you look from afar, it's not only us as individuals, but also the church, the local church, should look like Jesus Christ, like our brother in our position as redeemed. Mankind as we are God's family. But look here. Hebrews is awesome. But Hebrews 12. And to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. Those are already dead. You understand this? After you die, you are also called Firstborn. Jesus wants to share that with you too. (laughs) It's not only for himself. While you were alive, he is the firstborn. He is the most important person in his church. Amen and amen. But then when we will die and we will spend the eternity with him, we are called firstborn too. I, I, I was like, what? This is possible? To be part of family of brethren means to understand your place in the family. There is only one firstborn right now as we are alive. And there are also many brothers, the text says. Your call is to respect the firstborn and to acknowledge that you are part of the family. Don't act like a selfish prick. In the in the local church, you cannot act being concerned with your own interest or your advantage. You cannot exclude the in, uh, interests of others and especially the interests of the firstborn. The church is the end of selfishness. The church is the end of being alone. You've been com- confirmed to the image of God's Son to be a better brother to Christ and to other many. You understand? It's not to be a better you. This is what the world says. You know, do fitness, eat well, whatever. God said, no, look at Jesus and be like Him. And that's why we come together to remind ourselves that we should look like Jesus Christ. And now I ask you, do you look like Jesus Christ? Huh? Huh? Or you think, no, I, everything it's about me. No, it's not. It's all about Him. And this is why we are here to celebrate that He is the firstborn. And we should be like Him. We should copy Him. The church does not develop because of you. Your selfishness is the cause of the local church decline. Your individualistic mindset makes the church shrink. The firstborn of the local church is not superior anymore because you constantly neglect him and his position. That's why B1 and Grace Church exist only to honor the firstborn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Okay, I'll, I'll say it again. You, either you are so hungry and you are thinking, man, I, I'm so hungry, I need to go home. Or you are sleeping. I am really excited here. B1 International and Grace Church exists to honor the firstborn. From the perspective of this relationship, our lives thrive. Only then the local church is the family of God. Without the right perspective, there is no future. Jesus Christ is the most important person in his church. and we should look not to uh, others around. I want to be like him and yeah, there are elders in the church and, and Paul said, uh, they are examples. Look at them, be like them, but they look like Jesus. And you know what? Uh, Jesus is so bright that I want to look at him first. Understand your place in the family. Be a good brother. Don't be selfish. Honor the firstborn and let God to confirm you to the image of the Son. This means to be a brother to Jesus. Now, I don't know. Maybe when in the first sermon when we talk about this, you know, to be part of his family. We are his brothers and everything. Yeah, let's go. Now, do you still want that? (laughs) Do you still want that? Because if you want that, it means to answer the call of your life. Check the pulse of your love for God. If there is no pulse, then you have problems. It means to answer the call of your life. It means to be confirmed. It's like everything in my life exists, comes from the Lord to transform me step by step into a little Jesus. It means to understand your place in the family. Know who's superior and who uh, know your place among the many brothers. You are not alone. This is the good news, but this is the bad news for those who want to be, they are selfish. Again, the local church is the end of selfishness. Individualism, there is no such a thing. It's only the community of Christ. It's only to be a brother to Jesus. May the Lord help us. But you know what? There is one at least one time per month. That we remember this. Because we keep forgetting. And we, we are so turned inside us. And we love ourselves so much. That the Lord let something like a very physical thing <laughs> to remind us that we are part of the family now there is some uh um in in Matthew 20, 26 uh it's the part where it says in now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples. And he said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, to he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many to the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you. In my father's kingdom. Uh, Paul in. In. Um, in um, First Corinthians. 10. He says that there is. When we take the Lord's Supper. Sorry I, I need to do this. But it's okay. Um, is when we take the Lord's Supper. We have one bread. And expressly I ask. Uh, those who prepare the Lord's Supper. To not cut the bread. You know what? Because that bread is the expression of the fact that we are one. That's why. Are we perfect? No. But we are one, and is one to symbolize the fact that we are one. We are coming from so many churches here now. (laughs) Right? But we are one in Christ. We are the same family we share the same person of Christ this is what brings us together okay and that's why we have one bread this is the symbol of us but then Jesus blessed thank God to it and then he gave it to his disciples what we will do now is I will break it and whenever you are ready, come here and take the Lord's Supper. If you want to spend some time here or if you want to take it back there, you can do the same. It's, it's up to you, but let's spend some time with the Lord and thank Him that He's the firstborn and, and, and honor Him as our brother, the one that He is, shares the same nature with the Father so much for this bread. Thank you so much for the wine that reminds us about about the the sacrifice. The sacrifice that um, was caused by our sin. Thank you for paying the price in our place. Thank you for substituting us in death. Jesus Christ, thank you. Please bless this bread and the wine and bless us we know that there is a special blessing in this. It's nothing mystical, but it's a blessing that... Because right now, we are, we, re, we are reminded that we are part of one family. And this family is the family of God. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you for this blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. And Jesus took the bread, uh, and then he gave it to his disciples... Um, probably, by doing this, I love to do this by doing this, he uh, acted prophetically because in a few hours, his hands will be forced to stay like this. but he gave it to his disciples, they took bread, they took wine, and they they were they didn 't understand what is going on, but one thing was sure that having bread. During that festival, they were excluded from Israel. Because during the uh, uh, the festival, you couldn't eat bread. But Jesus said, I want bread. They didn't know what was going on. But he was with his family. With his disciples. So, uh, we are here to celebrate. If you are not baptized and you... Um, uh just refrain to do this because you are not in a covenant with him. And, but if you are baptized and if you uh, uh, looked inside and you know this is not a common meal. Come and, 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 and uh, celebrate your covenant in the blood of Jesus Christ.